You are now listening to the Funkaholics Podcast. Funkaholics, we're back with another episode for you. Today we are talking Dark Side of the Ring Season 2. Woo! Damn, I can't tell you guys enough. This one is an amazing one. All they did was raise the level from season one to season two. And the one that I've been waiting for the most is the one that they put out. Because in season one, I was actually telling myself the whole time I was watching this, is there is a story that I want to hear. And I am praying to God, to the wrestling gods, that they make it happen. And guess what, folks? They did. I've got my broski over here. We've got Sal with us again. Because he is a huge wrestling fanatic, just like I am, and he loves Dark Side of the Wrestling. Sal, what's going on, brother? What's up, man? Yeah, uh, happy to be back. Dark Side of the Ring Season 2. Amazing. amazing. Absolutely amazing. You know, uh, these guys knocked it out of the park Season 1. Vice came back and was like, you guys killed it. Here's some more money. Let's do, do it again. Let's do it again. And they just raised the game. I mean, they, they killed it. They got another... Well, the, the, this season is longer, right? So they went from six... They blessed ep- us with ten episodes. Yeah, so it went from six episodes to ten. Not that the production value was low by any means in, in the first season, but you can tell, you know, you get a little bit extra money, you, you know. Yeah, it's... And they take on some great stories. Yes. Some of the ones that I was really looking forward to. You, you know what was really cool, though? Like how you were saying they got a little bit more money? They didn't change up, like, the way that they, they tell the story, though. No, no, no. Because, you know, sometimes when you see, like... You know, you see a movie that looks great, then they put in part two, and you know they have more money because they're doing, like, CGI, CGI and shit yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. They stayed true to what they know. Oh, no, yeah. They, and they, they, like they, you said... You know, they, they stayed true to the formula, but I'm sure, you know, that that extra money allowed them to do ten, 10 episodes instead of six, obviously. There you go. From what it looks like, they did a lot of traveling to get to all these places, so I'm, I'm sure whatever they got, well spent, because, like I said, this season, killer season. Definitely. Yeah. They, they definitely did. And like Sal was saying, you know, we went from six episodes to ten episodes. Again, guys, you can catch this on Vice if you have the subscription. Or just watch it on YouTube. You can watch it there. And it it's exactly the same. And it's just as great. So uh, what we're going to do today in today's episode is we're covering episodes one through five. We have a two-part. Two-part to start off the season. A two-part to start off the season. And this is the story on Chris Benoit. Double murder and suicide. Sal, what'd you think, man? This, okay, so this episode, I'm going to give you a little random fact here. So, I had already seen that it was going to be episode one, and I was really looking forward to it. And I think, so these come out every Tuesday. Yes. I believe it was that weekend before, so it was probably like a Saturday. I think it was like a Saturday afternoon. I was just flipping to the TV. The audience channel, I think it is, had a Reels autopsy, celeb autopsy, or something like that. On Chris Benoit. On the exact same story. So I watched it. It was good, right? Dark Side of the Ring blew it out of the water. Yeah. I'm sorry. I mean, you know, props to the other guys for doing what they did, but Dark Side of the Ring blew it out of the water. For lots of different reasons. The people that they had, they had family members, right? So obviously that was a big deal. Benoit's son is part of it. His uh, sister-in-law or ex-sister-in-law, she's Mm -hmm. part of it. So they give some really personal side to this story. But yeah, it's so it is a two-parter. It's two hours long, roughly. And they fill every minute, every second of those two hours. Oh, yeah. I mean, holy cow. That episode was two hours long and it flew by. Because I was at the edge of my seat, crying. All <laughs> right. And this emotional roller coaster. It awesome. Take it from there, brother. You, you, you. <laughs> <laughs> the reason that this story was so important to me is because I actually remember the time when it came through the news that Chris Benoit's family had been murdered and that he was gone as well. Chris Benoit was such a huge character, a huge icon in the wrestling business. This guy was known for. One, being one of the smallest wrestlers, but two, being one of the hardest wrestlers in the tough, business. Tough, tough, tough. Yeah. Just gritty, grimy. Just this dude was... The crippler. The crippler. <laughs> you know what I mean? The, yeah. his dude, fin- I loved him. In WCW, oh man, he was had to be one of my top three. His, his finishing moves alone, yeah. you know? I know when I was watching him, when I would see him do 
the uh, you know the one off the ropes where you hit him with it. You know, he'd hit him with his head. Yeah. You. It was basically we, a diving headbutt from the top rope. Yeah, diving like, yeah. headbutt from the top rope. Living in the world when CTE started developing. Yeah, that didn't exist back then. It didn't exist back then. Yeah, I mean, in the world we live to, in the world we live in today, that's all that's talked about now. Especially with you know from, you don't hear a lot about it with boxers, but you hear a lot about it with you know with NFL football, and then it started translating over to wrestling. Wrestling, and 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 it, you know, when you bring it up like that, you know, what? like I said, I mean. I'm old school, man, and I remember, you know, 80s, 90s wrestling, right? And you watch the new stuff. Yeah, these guys are athletic, and they do some crazy moves, but they don't take chair shots like they used to. Mm-mm. Which, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's not a bad thing, <laughs> but, I mean, back in the day, guys were taking chair shots to the head. You know, they were doing diving headbutts from the top rope. That that stuff doesn't get done anymore because now they realize, yeah, that's CTE. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're, you're doing nothing but damage to yourself doing that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, Benoit, that was his move. So, starting into the episode, the thing that I loved was all the warning signs that he was given about that finishing move. Right. Everybody told him. Yeah, because a bad I, idea. I can't remember the wrestler's name, but there was a wrestler that he uh, modeled himself over, and that's where he picked the, um, the move from. And that guy had his career shortened with neck injuries and stuff. Because of that same move. So, I mean, yeah, other people tried, hey, you probably shouldn't be doing that. Look at the last guy who did that. Exactly. Yeah. And he still took it to a whole new level, and he still continued to do it. Um, You know, and it's, oh, God. So, kind of to take you back where I was when this news broke, um, I was completely, like, I was floored. I had no freaking idea. Like, when you hear something like that, you just start wondering what the hell happened. Right. You know, and, and when news is reporting it, you're not getting all the facts. Well, the, then remember... The internet and, was kind of limited around that time, right. too, so... Well, and, and even remember, in the episode they show, WWE, they went and did, like, a tribute to him. The following... Right. Because was it, or no, it was Raw? the day of. Yeah, it was yeah, Raw. Right. It was Raw, because they thought he had been killed. They didn't have all the facts yet, you know, that he's the one who actually killed his family and then committed suicide. So yeah, they went out and they did this whole tribute, and then they had to bring it back. When the... more news started developing, yeah. more came out, and yeah, all of a sudden you can't glorify someone who murdered their family. That's when you started seeing Vince pull everything related to Chris Benoit off of the label. Right. That's where it started getting intense, and yeah. then that's where the wheels started turning, and you as a fan, you're just like, "What the hell is going on?" Right. Again, another episode that because they they do a great job of going way back to when he meets his wife. Craziness how about that happened between her and Kevin Sullivan yep. and how Kevin Sullivan was a booker at the time and he set up this whole angle where she was you know cheating on Kevin Sullivan to be with Benoit and then it actually happened and <laughs> right. yeah, I mean it's crazy. Yeah, I mean just that whole part of it and then just the, the you know Benoit's relationship and you know everything that happens there and then Benoit's relationship with Eddie that was one thing I didn't see coming. Right. I had no freaking clue. These guys started off beating the living shit out of each other. Right. I mean, it they, was... They of, didn't like each other. When yeah, they, they did. They, in Japan... And they oh, showed it in the ring. Yeah, because of all the matches they had in Japan and the heat they had on each other over there. Yeah, and then all of a sudden they were best buddies. Yep. And when Eddie, when Eddie died, it just threw Benoit over the edge. And you know what's a trip is when... They were bringing out that story and talking about how Eddie and Chris developed their relationship or friendship. I went back and pulled up that video on YouTube, you know, to one of their first matches. And those dudes beat the holy hell out of (laughs) each other. It literally looked like you're sitting there watching it. Yeah, yeah, and you're just waiting (laughs) for it to get out of control. Like, for them to, like, really start throwing down. Like, it turned into, like, a a, a real fight. Yeah. Getting to see that part of it and then incorporating it in with the episode, you just get to see, like, what Dark Side of the Wrestling... You know, what Dark Side of the Ring is doing. Yeah. And it was... I had no idea that the, the friendship that he had with Eddie was was so deep. Right. Like, just how Eddie handed him the Bible and told him, you know, when Eddie became religious and, you know, started preaching to him and telling him all these things. Right. And 
that was the one thing that well, Eddie's wife and how how her relationship with uh, Benoit and his wife and just the way everything you know broke down. Right. The the one thing that I <clears throat> I will say just to be fair in our dark side of the ring they didn't talk to Kevin Sullivan because they kind of accused him of some domestic abuse and all that right and I, I don't know if you caught it or not but the week after that episode came out Jim Cornette actually had Kevin Sullivan on his podcast and Kevin Sullivan actually gave his story and actually talked about what happened and that was the first time he had ever talked about it publicly I didn't get to listen to oh, it no. oh it's a great interview I'm gonna have to download it and he, he explains because Cornette asked him he goes Hey, he asked him straight out, like, was there domestic abuse between you and your, your wife? He told him, he goes, you know, I've never talked about it. He goes, you know, the guys from Dark Side of the Ring had approached him. But the only reason that he wasn't on Dark Side of the Ring was he wanted the okay from woman's family, right? Because, you know, his in-laws, his ex-in-laws, that he, he went and he, he said, hey, are you guys cool with me talking about this stuff? He never got the okay from them, or I guess he, they didn't, he didn't hear back from them. So... He didn't want to speak what he felt was something private without their permission. And so if you watch Dark Side of the Ring, they're just like a quick little blurb on the bottom saying Kevin Sullivan, you know, uh, I can't remember what it said, like, refused to talk or yeah. whatever, didn't answer back the request or whatever. But that's, that's, so to be fair to Kevin Sullivan, he actually explains a way, because they never said there's domestic violence, but they kind of leave it there. Right. Um, and so he, he, he talks about it and... He talks about the sister-in-law because the sister-in-law uh, talks a lot about um, what she remembers. He doesn't call her a liar, but he says, I think she's kind of mixing dates. You know, sometimes yeah. you're like, oh yeah, this happened on Monday and this happened on Saturday and you kind of mix both together kind of thing. Just to be completely clear to everyone, when you watch the episode, if, if uh, you get a chance, uh, listen to Jim Cornette's podcast. He does have a, a, it's a pretty long interview with Kevin Sullivan and he does give his side because there is a lot to it. You know, the, the whole Kevin Sullivan with woman and then how the storyline pushes woman to Benoit and then Nancy, right? Nancy's Nancy. Real, yeah, Nancy's her real name. Tofolini. Uh-huh. Um, or Tofoloni. And then so they have their, obviously, and then Nancy and, and Chris get together and they get their marriage. And then Chris has a son from his previous marriage who actually comes out on, on the... Because he wasn't there in the house. Mm -mm. He was away somewhere, and so he, he luckily, you know, he's still alive. But their other child uh, was... Nancy and Chris's uh, child was um, murdered. It, it There's a lot that goes into talking about their relationship, their struggles, uh, how their struggles intensified once Eddie passed, how Nancy tried talking to Sherry about it. And, Vicky. Or Vicky, I'm sorry. I, yeah, sorry, Vicky. Keep calling her Sherry. I keep thinking sensational Sherry. Yeah, but Vicky, Vicky they're similar characters. Yeah, <laughs> Vicky Guerrero. So yeah, it's a lot, man. It's, yeah, it's it's very intertwined. How again, Dark Side of the Ring goes and and looks at um, the issues and their personal lives and how you know all this leads up and the CTE and it was, it was a perfect storm, man. Yeah. You know, uh, even the messages of Nancy warning Chris, like all this that you're doing to your body, but not only that, but the steroid era was coming around. Yeah. You know, because I think they said he was on HGH. Yeah. And he was on because that's back when uh, WWE got big on cleaning up. So just like you know, MLBers, right? When yeah. MLB tried to clean up these guys, there's always something new, and so yeah, I, I believe they said something about. Uh, like I said, I watched both shows, and I know one of them started talking about uh, Benoit's H HGH use. Yeah. This one, like, hit home, like, so hard with me because, you know, I, I was a... I, I loved watching Chris Benoit. Right. Because I knew I was going to get a hard match. I knew I was going to get an edge, of, you know, at the edge of your seat. And and it was... And, and it didn't have to be, you know, somebody that was... That everybody hated or anything like that. You just knew you were going to get the, the best of Chris Benoit every storyline and 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 the thing that i loved about him so much you know because it's, it's it, at that time i was pissed you know because you you hear you hear what the news is reporting and then all of a sudden you think he's a piece of shit i know i did personally i was just like you know what i'm, I'm glad they wiped this dude because you right. know he's a he's sick i mean who does that right who kills her yeah family who then? does that yeah now, after watching dark side of the ring i'm not justifying the behavior oh and no what he yeah. did but I have a better understanding sure. of what led to it, you know, because now you get the whole story. 
you see he was living with CTE. He was abusing steroids. Those are... It was a bad mix. Yeah. That's a bad mix for chaos. It was just a perfect storm in the bad way. Right. You know, between everything. Just, he was dealing with emotional issues. Just, yeah, I mean, sadly enough, I mean, it's sad. It's just a sad, sad story. Yeah, definitely. The other thing that I found super, you know, I I found interesting, but I caught like a couple of things and I don't know if you caught it, but you've got the detectives or or you've got the, 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 the police that showed up on scene and just the description that they give you is horrifying. Yeah. The thing that threw me off guard that I found interesting, but also like fucked up was the detect or the, the detective or the main sergeant or whatever the hell he was at the time because it sounded like a you know kind of like a small time uh small town police department right, right but the dude was almost like he was cracking jokes about it like saying oh we might have missed that or <laughs> you know he kind of like played it off like it was a joke and i'm like dude you know a, a child and a, and a and a mother lost their lives yeah and you see that a lot yeah i mean i mean i don't want to jump ahead but in other episodes whenever they talk to the cops it, it, it feels like in almost every episode, these cops just, I mean, maybe pro wrestlers just have a bad rap and they're like, oh, these guys are partying or they just got out of hand. And so they don't bother to look into it. Right. But yeah, I mean, and like I said, you'll see in future episodes where that happened again. It, it is odd. I found it interesting because I was just sitting there like I had to rewind it and watch again just to make sure that, you know, I wasn't missing know, something. Yeah, missing something. Yeah. But. You know, it almost looked like he totally just blew it off. Like, you know, he's just like, oh, you know, that was something that we might, we might, we may have missed, or it, he just made it like a, like it was a joke. And yeah. I was just like, wow, it didn't settle well with me. Yeah. Oh, I mean, the the whole episode is unsettling. Yeah. And really, I mean, <laughs> it's so good, but at the same time, it's emotional. It's a, and it, when you're done with it, you you almost feel a little conflicted, right? Yeah, you do. Yeah. But I, it, it made for great TV. It, Definitely. It, yeah. Yeah, it uh, it divided me because, like I said, you know, when I loved him as a wrestler, then that story hit. Didn't know enough about it. I thought he was a piece of shit. Then you get this one, and like I said, I'm not justifying what he did or anything like that, but it, it divides you. You almost yeah. start to look at it differently and saying, like, wow, ugh, you know, still for the fact that he acted out on it but you get to see the the conflict between them when they're talking about it because you look at chavo in and when he came in and started talking in part two he's almost conflicted because yeah he still says like you know this is a guy that we love to death you no know no one can and believe it right he starts yeah. yeah no one can believe it and you know just how he was one of the ones that received a call from chris before this happened so he was a big part of the investigation Right. Just hearing his side of it, and then like they they take the direction away from the murder, and then you start hearing about Eddie, and you get all these bits and pieces of the you know of part of the story about Eddie. Right. You know, so you you're 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 getting more than what you expected because you know when you're sitting there thinking at it and you're looking at it as an outsider, you're like, okay, they're gonna break it down, they're gonna talk everything about the murder, but they didn't. They, the murder was in there. But they gave you a different perspective, and that's what I loved about it yeah. because you know you get to see the development between him and Eddie, the relationship, the relationship, the, yeah, everything. Uh, Vicky's side, you know, because there's even a point where Vicky says in there, and she's like, "I thought this dude was a monster all of a sudden," but right. you know, how can I mean, even where she was telling the story where Chris was crying in their bed, right? That like you gotta sit there and think something's not right, you know, because this dude's just and someone else. That's like me going to your house and you saying like. Fernando, what are you doing in my bed, and why are you crying? You yeah. know, all those bits and pieces that just come in there. It just it 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 made the story so much, so much richer, so much better. I mean, we could go on and on about this one because this yeah. was this <laughs> is could. one of this is one of those wrestling stories where everybody was talking about yeah. it. And like I said, it's it's two hours long and it flies. It flies. Yeah. It flies. Because of all the great information and all the stuff that they're throwing at you. Because yeah. like I said, it's uh, you're you're conflicted. Yeah. And then you watch episode three. You come into <laughs> the life and was it the, the life and crimes of life New Jack. and crimes of New Jack. <laughs> Damn, bro! <Right? laughs> I remember I watched this and I texted you right away. Yep. I was like, bro, have you watched this episode yet? 
This MFR is crazy. <laughs> Holy. This guy. I remember watching ECW. And ECW in general is kind of crazy. But New Jack is fucking crazy. Yeah. Like. Couldn't have said it any better. This dude talks about how he would do coke before every match. How he didn't remember his matches. This guy literally had to go to court twice because of criminal charges about things he did in the ring. Yep. Stabbing dudes. <laughs> like literally stabbing dudes right. in the ring. Like, oh my God. Like, this, this guy's crazy. <laughs> like, how is this dude not behind bars? Yeah. <laughs> like, you know? I mean, I, dude, when you told me, like, Fernando, you need to check out that episode. I, like, I'm like, I'm I, like, I had to refresh my memory about New Jack. And I'm like, oh yeah, New Jack was that. And so when I put it on, it was funny. My, my dad was watching it with me. <laughs> and my dad's like, what the fuck are you watching? Like, this ain't wrestling. Like, yeah. this is, you know, some backyard, you know, crazy shit. And the thing that threw my dad off was that one where they faked that, that kid's age. Oh, yeah. Well, that's the first time he had criminal charges against him. It was, they, it, it they was, said the kid was 18, but he was actually 17, right? Or 16? Something like something that. Something like that. The dad was yelling. Well, it, it was a kid who had done backyard wrestling right. with midgets. And he, he, this is a big kid. Like, he, he wasn't a small... This is, I, he I, was, was establishing somewhat of a name No, but I'm saying, like, he was a big build. He had oh, to be, yeah. He had to be 300 plus, right? So he didn't look like a typical 16-year-old. Right. He looks like a... He had a baby face on him, but he was a big guy. Yeah, he had a body of a man. <laughs> yeah, and I can't remember what his name was. The like, I don't remember it either. But yeah, but like the bus driver, something, <laughs> transit, mass transit. Yeah, there you go, mass transit. That's what it was. And so, the guy had had some sort of internet following because he had wrestled uh, midgets, you know, little people. I I guess they were looking for someone to fight New Jack, or I can't remember. But they were the, building hype for it. But, but, I mean, they, they brought him in just for one match because he was yeah. local, right? Because mm-hmm. they, they said something about if this guy can, can pull a match with a couple of little people, you know, he can get over it with a regular wrestler. Yeah, and of all people they choose, they, choose they put new, him in with New, new Jack. Jack. Right, and I guess <laughs> the kid asked, hey, can I get over a couple times on you or whatever? And that just rubbed New Jack the wrong way. And so he literally beat the shit out of this kid. Yep. Like, he beat him with chairs, with... Cut him open. They, I mean, they they beat him up. And then it wasn't until, like, the dad was in the... in The, the dad was in, in the, the crowd. crowd. And, like, yelling, That's, he's a kid, he's a kid. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody stop him, like, yeah. calling for the cops. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, it is an insane episode. And that's just one story. That's just one story. That's one story. And, and it's... And, and it just gets crazier. Yeah. And and he's talking about how, you know, he would wrestle and he was coked up and he doesn't even remember and he didn't feel anything. And that's why he would be jumping from the balcony onto through two, three tables. Yep. And... Well, not only that, not the, not only the wrestling, but his promos, his, his right. interviews, they were controversial. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, they, they would be in... You know, uh, down south somewhere. Yeah, a white suburb community, and he's going out there and you know just throwing racial slurs and you know, and the crazy what thing. What was about it? We had a, a, a noose around a, a, a white baby. Yeah, doll a noose around. And, <laughs> yeah, because he was saying he could like barely get out of there alive. Yeah, like this dude was just pushing the envelope. Yeah, he he would test every limit possible, yeah. and. But he was getting over. He was getting over. Yeah. But the crazy thing about it is when you when you talk to him, it was almost like it was an adrenaline rush for him. Right. Like he loved it. It wasn't like, man, you know, there was I, I said a couple of things and I was just praying to God that I got out of there. I mean, it was almost like he was hoping like it turned into an all out brawl. Yeah. Well, yeah, for him, like the crazier the better, right? Yeah, exactly. It was he. That's heat. Yeah. The more he he can get, you know? The, the thing that I found so interesting was, you know, just the whole, you know, him going to ECW where they said, uh, 
Paul Heyman like really didn't didn't really put any any breaks on him or any barriers. Just like let New Jack be New Jack, and right. we'll just roll with it. The other part that I found interesting was where uh, you know they said you know well was there ever any interest from you know WWF WWE. And they were just like, Vince McMahon wanted nothing to do with that because yeah. of all the controversy and the yeah. the liabilities that he saw, you know, with this wrestler. Which took us to the match where fans actually got to witness a stabbing yeah. multiple times. Ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, same thing. Like, the guy was asking for something and New Jack wasn't having it. And so he literally pulls a knife out of, I think his... His Pan, pocket. His pants or something. Yeah. Or his boot. And just, was it how many times? Like eight? Thir- 13 to... It was something crazy. Eight to 13 times or something yeah. like that. It was something crazy. He's, and, and they have... There's video of it, right? Yeah. And you, Watching it, you... And he's just stabbing this dude. <laughs> now, here's the crazy thing. The dude that got stabbed... Didn't put charges. Dropped the charges... Only if he would have told, or only because he told New Jack, like, help bring me up. Right, yeah, because he's like, hey, let's make a thing out of this, and let's tour, I think they wanted to tour Florida doing matches, right? And so New Jack's like, yeah, 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 dude. Because he wasn't ECW anymore, he was part of some in the, in, indie. Yeah, he was yeah. an independent one. And so he's like, yeah, let's let's make a tour of it through Florida, and we'll build heat. And as soon as the dude agreed to it, New Jack freaking busted out and split from yep. Florida. So it was like... Yeah, it, it crazy. Yeah, just crazy, bro. Shit that you know, shit that you hear, and you know, some of these, like you know, like I said, when you watch these backyard wrestling, and like, I mean, it's it's like YouTube shit. When you see, uh, what the fuck was his name, Kimbo Slice fighting in a backyard somewhere, or you know, out in the middle right. of the street. That's what New Jack was to wrestling. New Jack was breaking the barriers, putting wrestling on a map, almost giving it like uh, negative publicity, but. You know, just, I, I don't know. I mean, I, it, you almost feel like it opened up the door for UFC and shit like that because that's almost like the type of shit that you were watching. Yeah. From well, a wrestling perspective. Right. <laughs> well, and, and it's just crazy. It, it's funny. That episode just started, I, I think, again, being nostalgic, people remembering about ECW. Mm-hmm. I know the guys over at uh, the Major Wrestling Figure Podcast, they always talk about ECW figures, right? And how much, because... Uh, Kurt Hawkins Kurt is Hawkins, big. Yeah, and he was looking for the no news New Jack. And how he was saying after that episode, all the problems and all the New Jack stuff went up. Yep. So it's it's weird how something like Dark Side of the Ring can have an effect on collecting. Yeah. And since me and you were talking about that, and we are both big Road Warriors fans, and we were looking for looking forward to the Road Warriors episode later this uh, season, I told I remember telling you, Nando. Go buy as much Roto Warriors figures as possible. <laughs> Get them now. Because as soon as that episode hits, we're not going to be able to afford these things. <laughs> exactly. But it's funny how a show like that, it makes you nostalgic. And all of a sudden you want to go buy the wrestling figures. Exactly. You want to go buy whatever, right? Posters, programs, anything that reminds you of that stuff. Yep. So, yeah, it's it, the power of a TV show. Yeah. And, I mean, just, you know, rumors are going around that Dark Side of the Ring is in talks with a toy company to where they actually might get some figurines released. Right. So, so because a lot of these guys no longer are under contract with WWE or whatever, so they're, they're free agents, right? Yeah. So if something like Dark Side of the Ring can find a toy company... And they can sign them to, you know, whatever merch deal. You can get another New Jack figure. You I know. would love a New Jack figurine and then set up like an Elite. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because I, I mean, mean just... yeah, all the New Jack figures are the ECW ones that just don't have the articulation that figures have now. Exactly. So, yeah, but you could see a Benoit. You could see, you know, New Jack from season one. Hope The Von Erics. The Von Erics. That would be awesome. You know what I mean? You know, the guys who probably don't even... I don't even know if a Gino Hernandez has a figure. I doubt that. You know what I mean? You know, guys guys like that. You know, I don't know if you could get a Macho Man. I'm sure Macho Man probably... Macho still, Man's probably still, still licensed under, under... Yeah, he's probably got some kind of WWE legend. Vince license. ain't gonna let that go. Right. He's probably still receiving some type of money. But you could see the Road Warriors. Yeah. Because that's the reason... I don't know if you know that, but that's the reason there isn't a Road Warriors Funko Pop. Because... They're not a part of the WWE license well, anymore. Well, they, they actually have a, a, a lawsuit against them because of, oh. because of Hawk's death. Anyone who has a lawsuit with the WWE, they're not about to promote someone who's, you know what I mean? Right. So, yeah, that I, I found that out recently because me and you have always talked about, oh, yeah. man, they need to make 
Funko Pops of the Road Warriors, that's why. And that and that's why you haven't seen an updated elite version of uh, LOD for that same reason. Ah, okay. Yeah. Nice. So there you go, guys. You just got slammed with some <laughs> knowledge right there. <laughs> so so yeah, but and that's why. And again, uh, not to look too far ahead, but episode ten of this season, Owen Hart. Yes. Right. Right now, that so right now you can go to Pro Wrestling Tees and buy Owen Hart T-shirts, where the proceeds go to his foundation. Okay. Those are the first licensed T-shirts merchandise of Owen Hart since his death. Because his wife gave the okay for them to sell these T-shirts. Because of WWE is not making money off of it. The Owen Hart Foundation is. So, the rumor started, fingers crossed, you'll get an Owen Hart figure if Dark Side of the Ring can make figures. That'll be sweet. And there's a lot of great stuff on Owen Hart that I want to cover. Oh yeah, we'll get to that next episode. episode. But it is interesting how, hopefully... We can see some, like, we already seen Owen Hart merch. Hopefully Dark Side of the Ring can work something out and, you know. That'd be amazing if they did that. Because I would absolutely love that. I mean, I'm even trying to do some of my fake photography that I've been learning from yeah. you in the same type of image, the way that Dark Side of the Ring is doing it from the episodes. With their, with their silhouette, yeah. Yeah, with the silhouette blurred out, but you know who's in there and right. you're watching it. Um, one last thing, just to tell you guys how crazy New Jack is, Mustafa Saeed. This guy was smoking pencil shavings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, you know, just to tell you guys, like, how crazy this episode is, when they do the interview with New Jack, and he's talking about that, New Jack just cracks up and tells the the interviewer, Mustafa Saeed was the crazy one. <laughs> So, uh, like I said, guys, this episode is absolutely amazing. You definitely got to check this one out. It's it'll blow your mind. Like I said, you know, and 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 like I said, you're while you're watching it, you almost feel like you're witnessing an actual killing in front of you in, in the middle of the it's wrestling ring. I know for me, it gave me an awkward feeling when I was watching it. Yeah, but it's weird because it's, it's so <laughs> night and day from the previous episode, right? Yeah. So you feel weird watching the Benoit episode for emotional reasons. Then you turn around and you watch New Jack the next week and you're like, oh my god. Yeah. I and, felt like I was watching Faces of Death or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's it's you get this really weird feeling, but in a totally different way. In a totally different And that's yeah. what's so great about this show, is they, they they stay within their same formula, but they they frame it up to where it 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 makes you feel a totally different way. Exactly. And you still get a ton of information. It's, yeah. it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely a great episode to check out, guys. And that leads us into episode number four. The famous Brawl for All. <laughs> Brawl for All. So I remember Brawl for All. I remember watching it, you know, as a kid. And I remember thinking it was kind of weird, kind of stupid even back then. So for everyone who maybe doesn't know, Brawl for All was something that WWE decided to do. And they did a boxing tournament between wrestlers. But it was legit boxing. It wasn't faked. It wasn't staged. It legit they put two guys in there and let them go go at it. Yeah. Apparently, this was Vince Russo's baby, all because uh, he didn't like Bradshaw. Yeah. Because Bradshaw, uh, his story is that Bradshaw would walk around the locker room acting like a tough guy, and so that rubbed Russo the wrong way, and so Russo said, "Let's set up this tournament to prove what a tough guy you are." Yeah. Little did they know. <laughs> It was such a bad idea because all these guys aren't trained to box, and a lot of them got hurt. Like, yeah, like legitimately injured. And the crazy thing about it too is, I I remember this, and I re- I didn't I didn't pay too much attention to it because it was just something that was like just way off the wall. So it had nothing to do with the rest of the nothing, show. Yeah, yeah. It it almost reminded me of the you know way back in the days when they would do celebrity boxing, and you had like Vanilla Ice against Screech or you know from <laughs> Saved by the Bell or something. Right. Like you said, it, it it was real fighting. None of these guys had any type of training. No, they were brawlers. They were brawling. And man. I guess uh, the Godfather was one of the favorites because the Godfather was like a. a Leaving, uh, he worked in bars, right? Yeah, he was, a, he was bouncer. a bouncer. He was a bouncer, and so he, big dude, yeah, who could kick some ass. So they're like, oh, he's probably gonna end up being the winner. Yep. And nope. <laughs> Bart Gunn showed up. Bart Gunn <laughs> out of nowhere. Someone that I he mean, was, was he was on his last limb with you know he was on his he was hanging on by yeah he was you know, just looking for a, a new thread. gimmick yeah he was looking for a new gimmick he was a mid Carter 
you know, not, not he wasn't getting any kind of push. The, I think he even says the reason he wants it is because they promised, or the the rumor was, right? The speculation was is whoever won was going to get a push with Stone Cold, was it, at yep. the time? And they're so, going to get a shot at the title. Right. So they're like, he was like, hell, I, I need something to keep my career going. So he went for it. Yep. And he just, he landed some solid punches enough to literally knock guys out. <laughs> Bradshaw was one of them. Brad, yeah. <laughs> Bradshaw was. And, and then poor Gunn does his job. And they throw him at Butterbean. Yeah, that was... That's what I said, Mercy. Butterbean. <laughs> you know, I mean, come on. And Butterbean's a beast. Yeah. And they talked to Butterbean. And Butterbean's like, yeah, the guy never had a chance. Butterbean like, knew he was going to kill this dude. Yeah. He told Ben. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm going to hurt this kid. <laughs> and that's the sad thing about it. Like, you know, Gun, they don't know what to do with him. So he right. does this to try and save face. And, you know, he ends up winning it. They don't know what to do with him. Even All after of a sudden, they push it, yeah. him off. And then they throw him to even, to an even bigger wolf. The wolf of them, of them all. Right. You know, a super heavyweight. Yeah, I mean, Professional were... boxer. Right. And this dude's known for destroying people in the ring. And the poor dude doesn't know any better. Goes in there. Gets destroyed. You forget about him after that. Yeah, his career was over. Yeah, it was done. Yeah, he never got the push. He never got, and they they say because he they didn't know what to do with him. They couldn't figure out an angle, so he got his ass kicked and went away. Which surprises me because you know someone that wins that they could have either turned it into like a negative story, or I they they could have done something for something. him. Something you you would have thought. Yeah, I think that. Because, I mean, you even see Cornette in there. Cornette was threatening to kick the shit out of... Russo. Out of Russo. I think what it is, is I think WWF realized that it was such a horrible idea that they just wanted it to go away. To go away, yeah. And unfortunately, Bart Gunn was... He wasn't supposed to be there. Yeah, he wasn't supposed to be there. They said it was supposed to be a push for Dr. Death, but Dr. Death lost... (laughs) Well, he got hurt, right? Yeah, he tore his ACL or he did something. Yeah. Yeah. And so he, you know... (laughs) He was out of commission... But, I mean, shit, the way that Bart Gunn was hitting all these dudes, I don't oh, think anybody yeah. had a chance. No. He was just <laughs> knocking people out. But Yeah, it, it's, you know, this episode, it, it, it's kind of weird. Yeah. Right? Because, so, you got the Benoit episode, emotional. You turn around to New Jack, crazy shit, that you're just like, what am I watching? Yeah. And then you get the Fall, fall Brawl for All. It's a good episode because they talk about stuff that I didn't realize because as a kid, you know, you're watching it and you're just like, what the hell is this shit? But it's kind of, you don't have that same emotional attachment, right? Yeah. I mean, it's, um, it, it, it's not, it's nostalgic in the way that you remember it, but it, it's, it's not the emotional and it's not, it's more of a, whoa, that's kind of a crazy. Yeah. More than anything. It's one of those ones where it's, you know, one of the stories where you're just like, what the fuck was WWF thinking exactly. at that time? Exactly, yeah. Um, and if you think about it, I mean, it's kind of one of those stories, too, that kind of just led up to where, you know, we got spoiled with things starting to turn into, you know, we started getting the Attitude Era. The Attitude Era, you know, yeah. NWO was coming along. A Ruthless so. Aggression Era. Ruthless Aggression, yeah. you know, all that stuff. So it was one of those ones that kind of, like, helped lead to, you know, all these greater yeah. stories. Yeah, that uh, kind of weird... Yeah, there. it was like that weird time in WWF where everybody was just like, they were scrambling. They get what? Yeah, they're, <laughs> yeah, I mean they're they're grasping at straws. What what can work? Yeah, and this did not work. Throwing shit against the wall and seeing what was yeah. sticking. Yeah. So speaking of Doctor Death, that leads us into somewhat of a death in episode five, where we talk Jimmy Snuka and the death of Nancy Argentino. This episode again. I remember Snuka. I don't remember this part of Snuka. I'll be honest Me with neither. you. I'll be honest with you. I, I I didn't remember this. I mean, they don't come out and say that Vince swept this under the rug, but they kind of really heavily insinuate it, and maybe that's why we don't remember it. I just remember Snuka just not being there anymore. Yeah. But I don't remember why. But I, watching this episode, it's like, well, yeah, no wonder. Right. I always remember Snuka as the fan favorite. The yeah, the guy, was, you know. Yeah, the guy putting up his hands, flying off the ropes, doing these crazy. You know, the, the, he he was one of the true high flyers when 
when wrestling started showing that type. Right. I mean, he he was when you when you first remember WWF wrestle first WrestleManias and Saturday Night Main Events and you know does cartoons and, right and your old uh, LGN wrestling figures and all that stuff. Right. That that that's the Superfly Snooki you remember exactly. Yeah. And you, you 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 don't remember this wrestler as a bad guy or anything like that. Like I I don't even remember him being like a heel. The way that this episode portrayed him, you like you said, you know, you're like I don't even remember Snuka being like, like that. What but, a POS. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like the, the way he treated, um, wasn't him? Sorry. Uh, na- uh, Argentino. Um, his his not even his wife. Not right? even his wife. It was his girlfriend. Because he was married at the, like. He had another life. Yeah, it's like on. weird. Like it was like a Ric Flair. Woo! Yeah, it was like he had this relationship because she was like his manager. It was like she was a girlfriend. Then she kind of became his manager and took care of all of his travel stuff. Right. And they were everyone knew where they were together, but apparently he was also married. Nancy, another Nancy. Yeah, another Nancy. <laughs> and um, yeah, it's and then just like the way he was so protective of her and kind of. It was almost like Macho Man and Miss Elizabeth. Yeah, it was kind of, yeah, kind of had that same vibe to it. Yeah, you know. It, it, it's it's another episode where they really give you a look behind the scenes and they're, they're showing a portrayal of someone that you never even imagined that. Yeah. Because, you know, Snooka was, like you said, the guy in the top ropes doing the hand thing, you know, high flyer and... I guess you just never thought much more of him than that, right? You never pictured him like that. This is another one, dude, where I go back to the investigations and the police that they're talking oh, to. Yeah. It's it's another one where there's just like... Like, you you almost get the image, like, they're treated like... Like, everyone's a fan of wrestling. And it's like, oh, well, it's Jimmy Snuka, man. Like, you know, you, you almost kind of sit there picturing these, these officers or whoever doing the investigations, like... Hey, Snooka, like, you know, just give me an autograph right yeah, here. Yeah, right. And, and, you know, the knife will disappear or, you know, <laughs> you know whatever. Well, and, well, they also talk about how the city it happened in, how that was, like, one of uh, WWF's main stops. Yep. And so without pro wrestling in that little city, it, was, it would take away a lot of their economy. Yeah. And, and it almost sounds like Vince kind of did, like, this under-the-table agreement saying, like, you yeah, make this go away and I'll bring this big this big push, you know, to... Yeah, because they talk about how there was a meeting with the cops, Snuka, and Vince, and Vince walked in with a brief, briefcase <laughs> and everything was fixed after. Yeah, and called Snuka and said... You're good. You're good. I had... And it wasn't until years and years later that some reporter started digging in and that they actually put charges against Snuka. He broke the story to get him to have charges filed against him. But, I mean, years later, Snuka was an old man. Yeah, Snuka was already, his brain was gone. Yeah. You know, and that's what they were able to use for the, you know, for the... The the defense. For the defense. Yeah. The the one thing that I, I had no clue, which completely threw me off guard, was how close Snuka was to Vince. Right. I had no idea that that Snuka was like this like a favorite. Yeah. Yeah. He was he was he was in. He was one of the boys. Yeah. He he didn't he didn't seem like that type of wrestler. Like he didn't seem like that type of wrestler that was you know bringing it like he, he wasn't like a stone cold. He wasn't like a Hulk Hogan and Ultimate Warrior uh you know all these big he, name wrestlers that wrestling that you know rest that not even wrestling fans have to be a fan to know the name and what maybe, that character did. Maybe he was. Maybe we just didn't realize it because we were so young at the time. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, he was he was one of the he was a toy. He was on the car- the cartoon. That's true. You know, I mean, maybe we just didn't realize the power it had. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because, like I said, I mean that was those are my first memories of WWF. Is you know. The Hogan, Snuka, you know, like Andre the Giant, you know, the the beginning, the first WrestleMania, right? The Saturday Night Main Events, you know, that's that's my first image of WWF. I don't remember, you know, the the pre yeah. era that helped build that. You know what I mean? Um, One of the biggest things that I remembered with with Snuka was 
Rowdy Roddy Piper in Piper's right. Pit. Exactly. You know, I know that was like a big a big moment in wrestling history when, you know, he started going at him and then before you know it, they're he's destroying the the, the stage and, yeah. you know, doing all this crazy stuff. But other than that, like I just don't I don't have a lot of memories of 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 Snuka being this like you know, this 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 iconic wrestler, this right. You know. And like I said, I, I don't remember him going away either. Yeah, he just kind of... They did a really good job of making him disappear. Yeah. I mean, I don't remember him having a long career. I don't remember him having a, an impactful career. You know, I mean, because like I said, the, these other wrestlers that they do episodes on, you, you're like, oh yeah, Benoit, oh yeah, Owen Hart. You know, you, you, you have, you, you have a, a, a long memories of oh i remember when he first showed up remember when he first left or right you know when he left and when he, and then he, he came back everything in between and, and the, the titles he won and his rivalries yeah i don't have that with snooka and like i said maybe it's because i was younger but yeah i think they just made him go away because they didn't i think that's what it was you know because of i mean this girl is murdered it gets covered up and, and, even... and no one has any real facts the police don't have anything. And it's it just was odd. It was crazy for, you know, when this reporter started, you know, investigating the reports and everything. And Snuka had, like, three different stories. Yeah. He told the family one thing. Then he tells the police another thing. Then he tells someone else a whole totally different story. And yeah. It's just another one of those ones where, like you said, or like what I was saying is, are these cops fans? And... Or, or they get paid off? Do they, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and you know, we, I think we forget. We look at things through today's society, dude. Back in the seventies, the eighties, things were different. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, I mean, that's true. I mean, we all know that. And 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 uh, you think about a small town that you know. I think they said they were having house shows there like every month. Yeah, you know. So all the wrestlers would stay at the hotel. They would eat at the bar or at the restaurants and go to the bars. And, and what happens for a small town with the you know with this type? Tourists is coming in. Right. Money's coming in. So. Yeah, it's again another episode that just shows you stuff that you never even thought about. Yeah. You know, you. you it's it's, and that's what's so great about this show is that we've talked about you know basically four episodes now, you know technically five, and every single one of them has a different feel. They make you feel totally different ways, and yet they've kept the same formula, and you leave each one feeling differently, but you feel satisfied. Right. You know, so it's it's great. Yeah, it's uh the other thing that I I, I was um I was kind of wondering if anything would happen or if there would be any backlash, but I know when this episode released, I was wondering if Tamina was going to be affected by it. I really didn't see any reports that I came out. I didn't hear anything about that. And, you know, it just, it was just kind of... Again, just kind again, of... Like, swept, it's weird. Swept under the rug. Swept under the rug, like it never yeah. happened, yeah. So, it, it, you know, it just kind of tells you how great these episodes are, you know, the stories that they're telling. Like you said, every episode you're going to get a different feeling. Yeah. Um, I think on this one, you know, there was a lot of surprises, but it still kind of almost made me feel like... They could almost do another story on it because it left a lot of things open. Right. So, you know, whatever... And, and same thing. I mean, they've only got an hour, right? Yeah. It's an, These are our episodes. They cram in as much as they can. But yeah, I mean, there are some times where you're like, oh man, they could probably spend another hour or two, yeah. you know? Yeah. You, you almost feel like there's still more that, that can be developed, but... But you also need someone to say. Yeah. You almost... You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, because they talk to... Is it uh, Fatu? Yeah. Right? Because there's a part where... They were talking about the car ride. The car ride. And Snooka says, oh, no, uh, the reason she died is because she was uh, got out of the car and she slipped and she hit slipped her head. In. And, it, you know, it, it must have been a trauma after effect from that. And Snooka never says there was another person in the car. And yet when they talked to Fatu, he's like, oh, I was in the car. Yeah. And... And she never fell. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like... But he didn't know that's the story Snooka had given. Yeah. So you're almost like, bro, like spend an hour talking to Fatu and let's get the story straight. <laughs> and it's crazy too because Fatu still pays homage to Superfly. Oh yeah, like, you know he took me that's under his, his brother. Arm. That's, he yeah, took, that's... you know he did this, he did that, 
and he, the whole he's the one who got him into wrestling. Yeah. Right? yeah, and the whole time you're sitting there looking at Fatu, and you're like, bro, read in between the lines, like open your eyes, you know, yeah. stop looking at, you know, stop idolizing this dude, like you know, look at it for what it is, yeah, you know, because the reports and the facts, you know, it, it points more one way than the other. Yeah, it yeah. points more one way than the other. So yeah, just a, another great episode and. Just like that, guys, we are out of time. Um, we can go on and on about how amazing these series are, but you know, just like how Sal was saying, they've got only an hour to cram this, all this great, all these great stories in. And just like us for the podcast, we've got you know anywhere from forty-five to an hour that you know of information that we want to cram in. And we're doing seasons here, guys. So we will get back to you, and we will break down episodes six through ten. A lot of great stuff going on. Oh, yeah. Uh, my favorite, fav- my favorites are still <laughs> ahead, man. The one I've been looking forward to. <laughs> Our favorites are still coming. Uh, Sal's chomping at the bit to get talking about those ones, so we will get those out to you guys. Um, again, guys, thank you for listening. Thank you for the information, the feedback. We love it. We want more. Uh, give us a follow on all major podcast platforms. Give us that five-star rating that helps us keep us going and bringing out all this great material to you guys. Sal. Let us know, man. How can we follow you? Uh, you guys can follow me on Instagram at sales underscore toy photos. Um, hit me up. Let's talk wrestling. Talk about any kind of toys you want to talk about. If you got ideas of pictures you'd like me to take, send me those. I'm always, you know, I'm always looking for more ideas. So yeah, give me a shout. Let Nando know if you like me or not on the podcast. So hopefully I can be back. At least I know I'll be back to at least talk about Dark Side of the Ring one more time. Exactly. <laughs> and guys, make sure you give Sal good good feedback because I don't want to be the one that comes out like Vince McMahon and tells him, <laughs> you're fired. <laughs> All right, guys. We are out. We love you guys. We will be back soon with more great material. And just like that, we are gone.